Episode number 354. Preparing the gatekeepers that have to deliver those messages so that they, number one, can keep doing it because it's the right thing to do. And it's what makes companies stay ethical and stay on the right track and actually mitigate risk if they respond in the right way. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello and welcome to the B-Roll Show with Travis. Too tall and huff, folks. You know your boy is always fired up, ready to bring you some fuego day, night, weekend, whenever you are listening to the show today. But after this show, I think you're going to want to think about yourself in a global way uh, and about being promotable, about being, you know, basically ways to, to uh, in life, Promote yourself, whether you're working inside a business, outside a business. And we're talking to a legend in the game uh, that has consulted with huge brands, Miss Amy Bernard Bond. Miss Amy, how are you doing today? I am great and very happy to be here. Thanks, Travis. Absolutely, Amy. Are you ready to be real? I am ready. She's bringing the fuego, folks. She's bringing the fuego. Uh, and to, to a little bit more about Amy, uh, she is a former. Fortune Global 50 executive, folks. This is uh, big time stuff. And now she has, uh, you know, basically at the end of the day, helping businesses and brands from every level, from Adobe, uh, Bank of West, and uh, a brand that I actually love a lot, The Gap, uh, with the Old Navy and all these amazing brands, uh, you know, and also obviously contributing to journals. But you've recently written, uh, you know, uh, uh, or created uh, a promotability index, which I love this. And, uh, and you're uh, the author of the PI guidebook is basically how to become more promotability, how to get ahead in your career, how to find those little things you can do. Uh, you know, if you want to call it, it's not brown nosing. It's a way to basically get to the level that you want to get to, you know. And uh, a lot of times people forget that. Even in the job process, I would always... Uh, ask the kids, Amy, uh, how many people are in sales out here? And, uh, you know, these are college kids or seniors in, in college. And I'd say, how many guys are in sales? Because that's where my emphasis was. And I would go yeah. speak to the business students, accounting students. Hey, I'm not in sales. I'm like, hey, guess what? Your first interview, what do you think you're going to be doing? Totally. If you aren't selling yourself, you aren't promoting yourself, how do you think you're going to get that job? And then uh, as we know now, consistently, if you aren't promoting yourself, uh, you know, unfortunately, you can be replaced. Um, uh, and, and, and I think that's the other thing. So tell me about kind of in your uh, experience, if you want to call it, were you always into businesses and brands and working uh, in the business world? Because obviously, you have an extensive background, but were you as a kid uh, into business? Great question. As a kid, I was into helping people, which makes sense now with what I do as executive coaching, right? Right. And and removing pain, like mm. obstacles, you know, unnecessary conflict, helping people realize their potential, right? Those can all be painful things if you don't know how to get through them. So I'm kind of the guide by your side on that. But it took a long way to get there. And I had my own, you know, like trajectory up the corporate chain in multiple jobs and mm. had successes, had failures, had learning experiences, you right. know, and all that stuff. And so I leveraged that now having been a chief human resources officer. I'm an attorney by training and did employment law. So I saw everything, Travis, oh, wow. like you named it. I've seen it. Wow. Um, and oversaw investigations, saw 
did had to lead riffs like reductions in force you know, not my favorite, but sometimes you've got to do that to try to save the the core business, mm. right? If, if find out market, where the issue the, is, find out what the what yeah, the and then and, and then you're deciding though, which gets to a lot of stuff you just talked about. You have to decide who you're going to keep, who's going to go, right. and so right. that's where you get into. And I use promotability to it's it's you know a buzzword, but Travis, I mean it much more broadly than it might imply. It means are you learning? Are you like, do you have a learner mindset? Are you curious? And are you consistently keeping your skill set up and being aware of where you want to be versus mm-hmm. where you are and what the gap is and planning out, actioning, what have I got to be doing today to get there in one, two, three years? Because mm. that's the thing that people want. We all want skills. We all want podcasts. We all want the things. But, uh, you know, you're not willing to put in the work. Many years ago, I always tell people when I joke about my autographs, when I was a kid, I was willing to literally, while kids were having fun, I was on the internet finding addresses of uh, Wayne Gretzky, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, my boy, Tiger Woods up there. And I've literally got thousands of autographs as a kid because I put in the time to find their address on the internet, lick the stamp or two, put in the investment, got these things and I've totally. actually sold some of them along the way in my journey, folks. I still actually sell them in my, in my dream sports cars business, but I get to hold on to them. And that's just one little thing. People want autographs. People want this. It's People a great this. metaphor though. It's a yeah. great metaphor. Like do, doing the work. The work. Ago. Yeah. Like 30 years ago, it's gotten to where we are today. And so, uh, I think it's a really good point. Uh, and those are the things that you can kind of help people with then in, in a scalable way. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, now using all your expertise and experience, because I always say we all need a coach, um, someone that's going to help guide us no matter what level we are at. Who are the types of folks, uh, Amy, that you enjoy working with right now? Who, who are the folks you enjoy coaching? Because I would yeah. like to gravitate those folks to you first. Honestly, it's, it's folks who want to be the best who are willing to be a combination of courageous and vulnerable Mm. because you've got to know your strengths and get rid of your bad habits to get ahead. And we've all got bad habits. They might've been habits that were fantastic when we were like 16 or like 25 or 35 or however old you are, you know, or even 45 or 55. But like, as one of my favorite mentors famously said, what got you here won't get you there. Mm. And so we, we have very, into one of the obstacles I run into with my clients is they're smart, they're hardworking, they're ambitious, they're good people, usually trying to make the world a better place or working for a business they really believe in, you know, helping their communities. Um, but something's no longer working that used to work in their toolbox. And it's really hard to let go of that stuff that used to work for you because it worked for you and you're grateful to it, whatever it is, right. you know, and, and then you get, you know, you hit a speed bump and that, that change and that shift can be really hard to do alone. Just like when you plateau with a work, a physical workout, right. And you can't lose that extra five pounds or like what fill in the blank, whatever it is. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we all have so many challenges that, uh, Many of us don't even see, you know, many of us don't even see. And then subconsciously we bury those things because we don't want to, to get to them. And uh, I think that's the other thing that coaches can help us do is kind of uncover those situations. And let's just be real. You've seen so much uh, working with the professionals uh, beyond just one, just like in my social media business 
or my sports car business or whatever business we got, when you have a variety of clients, not just one, you can see what works across all social media. I can see what works across from a water park to an attorney, to a doctor, to a restaurant. I know certain things that do work on certain platforms and certain things that don't work on platforms. And if I was only specialized in one industry, I wouldn't know that, right? Yeah. As, as confidently, yeah. I wouldn't be able to speak as, I, I've been doing this for 12 years and, and successfully for clients. And literally some of the same things have been working for 12 years. Give away a $5 Starbucks gift card every single week. That has been working no matter what page you are, no matter what size you are. You know, if you want to give away 5 million, great. But five bucks literally on social can spike the algorithm and basically get you tons of engagement. And it's fun because 52 times per year, you are going to be giving out coffee to someone or something fun to someone that they get to enjoy. And that has been for 12 years, Amy, something has worked. Many That's things so haven't, haven't worked, right? Like, so many things have changed in the algorithm, this and that, but, uh, there's some things that just stay consistent too. And so, uh, you know, I think that you're bringing your experience into that. Uh, tell me also, what are some of their challenges right now they're having? I know every, everyone is a little different, but uh, talk about yeah, you mentioned You mentioned something great uh, a minute ago that, all, that is totally consistent across all clients, and that's blind spots. Mm. And most people, like it or not, human nature is that we avoid tough conversations, right? Even if we know this should happen. If something really strong and motivating mm isn't driving us to have that conversation or give that feedback, we don't. And in the workplace, that is death to your career potentially. Because if people have a perception of you, whether it's accurate or not, and you don't know about it, what I've found with some of my clients that I've had the privilege of getting them promoted is unearthing those blind spots so that then we can work on them. Because if you don't know that they're there, you can't do a darn thing about them. And so you know, it's like seeing a rock and tripping on it and you never knew it was there. And, and so, but it's your career. So it's a little more important. And so when I do my 360s and when I partner, companies are usually ones that hire me. They have high potentials that they love and they think are fantastic. And they're like, we need to work on this one thing, whether it's presentation skills or better diplomacy with stakeholders you know, or executive presence. Some of the things that I talk about as the five key elements of promotability, thought leadership, maybe they need to be out there more selling and helping to promote the company and really establishing themselves. If they want to get to the C-suite, really establishing themselves as the expert in that field. Mm. So they're the, they're the go-to person, you know, that kind of thing. They just may not be seen as strategic thinking enough. And sometimes that's just in the questions you're asking. You might be, you could be, I'll give you a great example, Travis. You could be the smartest strategic thinker in the world. And if you're introverted or you're asking questions that don't convey thoughtfulness to senior leadership, they are not going to see you as a strategic thinker, even if you are. Wow. That's crazy when you think about it. Yeah, right. And I would, you know, the thing that I think people also get frustrated when you're working for a company, I remember working for Disney, was that I'd come up with good ideas and then they would never even like take any action on them, you know, because there's so many. Oh, that's so demoralizing, So many layers, you know, like there's so many layers of of, uh, um, managers and meetings and blah, 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 that you can never really get anything pushed to the person that's going to want to get the thing done. And then on top of that, a lot of times in the media business, it would be like, oh, we can't do that because that's part of the news or we can't do that thing uh, because things were good. 
when I was working there, 2005, 2009, things were good. But now guess what guys, they are literally doing the things that I told them to do 10 years ago. They could have been way ahead of the market uh, nice. because they had to adapt after because they need the money. Let's just be real. The news companies now need the, need the money a lot more than they did in 2005 when things were just flowing, going, and, uh, and, and, you know, we didn't have so many different places to place our ad budgets. We didn't have YouTube ads and, you know, Instagram, TikTok, and, you know, just there's many different places. It's, it's been, uh, and also people can do this at smaller budgets, you know, so you don't have to have $10,000 to do an ad campaign. You can do it for a hundred bucks in a, in a local market, you know? And so, uh, those things have been disrupted for them. And, uh, and at the end of the day, you have to, you have to just accept, I guess, still to bring those ideas up. I think that's an important thing. Uh, you know, even if you aren't going to make them happen, I think a lot of times still not to be afraid of to still kind of, uh, push the, cause I think that's the thing that I always always get is like, ah, shit, will this even happen? Uh, well, and the importance of how to influence is another topic that I speak on and write about regularly. I had a Fast Company article on how to deliver bad news, which which can be a career killer if you, uh, longer term, it's kind of a slow frog boil, I would say, but as opposed to like an immediate termination. But some people are in roles that consistently have to share news that maybe the CEO or the board doesn't want to hear, like, guess what, you know, you know, we don't have a hockey stick right. in our PNL, um, right. or or we've we've just been sued for a lot of Ooh. money, um, or we screwed up royally and we've got X or Y reputation risk hitting the news tomorrow. Just be prepared, wow. right? That that kind of thing. And I've had to do a lot of that too. And so preparing the gatekeepers that have to deliver those messages so that they number one can keep doing it because it's the right thing to do and it's what makes companies stay ethical and stay on the right track and actually mitigate risk if they respond in the right way, mm-hmm. proactively, you know, empathetically and really thinking about all their stakeholders and not just reacting with like a monkey brain. Um, but you also need to have people in those roles who can be heard to your point. Like it's, it's no good if you're like the canary in the coal mine and no, no one notices that you're, di- you're dying already, you know, and, and you're in, you're, you're forgetting your customers or, or you're not seeing around corners to see something that's, that may seem fine right now, but like six months right now, it's not going to play well in the media right. um, and you're going to get hammered for it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the actions of today will be, uh, you know, the talk of the future <laughs> for anybody. That's, Absolutely. That's how it is. That's how it is. We know that from, uh, anything you see in life. And so, uh, making sure that you stay present in that moment and know what you are saying and doing. And, uh, the, the four agreements is always a good one be impeccable with your word. Um, sometimes tough to do, but very, very, uh, good reminder for all of us. Um, because, hey, you got one second. You know, you say the wrong thing on social media. You say the wrong thing in life, wherever. Oh, yeah. It goes bad, bad, bad. And The uh, velocities, the velocity of the mistake is has accelerated beyond oh, yeah. human comprehension, right? Absolutely. Yeah, there was that lady that, like, tweeted something about something. I don't even want to talk about the topic. But she tweeted something. She went on an airplane. She got off the airplane. And her whole life was ruined. And it happens. One tweet and just turn off your phone and boom. Wow. So just, it's, it it is a constant reminder. Yeah, you're right. The velocity is definitely different now. Um, And mind your P's and Q's folks uh, as much as possible. (laughs) We'll have some fun out there. You know, you gotta, you gotta still be real. 
uh, within the limits and the uh, you know confinements of this life that we live in. Uh, but I really appreciate this. Uh, but now we're about to take you into our top ten. Are you ready? All right. Let's go, Amy. Apple or Android? Apple. Apple. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Netflix. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Instagram. Do you want to give your uh, Instagram a ha- uh, shout out if you have Sure. That? It's at Amy BB or just you can look up Barnard Bond, all one word. Got you. Amy BB. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes too. Uh, uh, chicken or steak if you're thinking about a good meal? Oh, gosh. Like once in a while, I get a, a hankering for a really good steak with a glass of red, but usually, nice. it's, usually it's chicken. Keep it healthy. Yeah, I agree. Chicken on most days and then uh, yeah. splurge on the steak. I like that. Laptop or a smartphone if you got to get out the door? Uh, smartphone. Smartphone. Spotify or Pandora? Pandora. Pandora, the OG. Movies or video games? Movies. Movies. Reading books or listening to books? Reading. Reading. And if you're thinking about diversification, stocks or real estate? Stocks. Stocks. Oceans or lakes? If you are going on a vacation right now, we're going on a trip, uh, hit the uh, SFO or hit Sacktown Airport, we're out of here. I like rivers the best. Rivers. Okay, nice. You have a favorite river. I like that. We were just in Utah, yeah, hiking the national parks and, and really? went up the, the narrows and it was stunning. I just, I love the sound of rivers. I love the gurgling. I love that they're always flowing. And it probably comes from, I grew up in, uh, I was born in Texas and we used to go um, rafting, oh, inner, yes. inner tubing in the hill country. And I just loved it. That is fun. You like go drive up to a certain point and then you yeah. tube down. And, yeah, uh, it's fun. There is something fun about that. And also something beautiful about water. There's like more and more research and technology, uh, uh, books and. Uh, you know, I like the moving, the river. I like the river because it's always moving. Very cool. So get near a river. I like that. Get near a river, folks. Uh, we got the San Joaquin River flowing through our little area right here. Um, a beautiful river. A beautiful river. Uh, when it's full, it is getting less and less full right now because we're having a drought. But uh, we're going to pray for some rain here. When you're waking up, Amy, for your day and you're getting yourself ready, pumped uh, for the day, uh, why do you love being you? I love solving really complex problems. Mmm. Challenges. Yeah, and I love just uh, being with people. I'm a huge extrovert, so I love the energy I get off of people like you. Your you know, energy is insanely amazing, and I love ideas other people bring and just going out and seeing new things and trying new things. And so that's the beauty of life. I would say Charlie Munger, who's like 93 years old and one of the uh, co-founders of. Berkshire Hathaway. People don't know too much about Charlie, but he's a, he was a lawyer and uh, partnered with uh, Warren Buffett, who's obviously people know a lot about Warren Buffett. But uh, some of the brains behind the operation is Charlie, and he always says, life, a great life is a life full of learning, a life full of continual learning. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's a great thing. And challenging yourself, you know, challenging yourself with new things. I, he said he's doing, I heard a recent interview say he's doing two or three Zoom calls a day. Uh, that's awesome that's just, awesome you know, embracing that at 93 years old think about it. a lot of people are definitely checked out by then and uh he's still keeping it pretty active on cnbc interviews and uh you know uh at a top level as far as investing ways and uh pretty cool pretty cool something about keeping your mind there so do you think you'll ever retire from uh, executive coaching or uh writing books 
playbooks uh, help? No. Barring any health issue, which right. is just something we don't control, and I have a very big respect for that with a lot of stuff that's happened to friends and family lately. Absolutely. No, it would never be by choice. I love well, it. the mind's there, we're going. Yep, exactly. I like that. Do you I, have- feel, I feel like, I feel like, Travis, I'm just getting started. Yeah, heck yeah. We're just getting started. Uh, my kids that are just being born, the, uh, you know, the average uh, age expectancy is at least 100. People are living 100, 120. We think that's, uh, you know, old today, speed it up 20, 40 years. That might not be, uh, you know, the common day thing. It might be way longer than that. So uh, life is long as long as you keep in the game, folks. Keep in the game. Yeah, Do you have a, a routine, Amy, to uh, start your day, getting yourself ready for the day? I do. I, I don't always stick to it. So it's a little varied, but you know, I get up, I make tea nice. depends on, the, on the day. I have a, I work out three mornings a week virtually with my trainer who's been awesome and kept oh, me going cool. during COVID, right. which I love. I don't know if I'll ever go back to the gym. It's so freaking easy. It's, it's more fun, efficient, but, more efficient. Oh my definitely. God. Run downstairs, have a glass of water, boom, work Way out, more then, efficient. then go have a shower. It's great. Um, as long as love, you have the self-discipline, it is so efficient. It is well, so- I've just, I've just, you know, yeah, have hire the, the trainer, hire the trainer and he's fantastic. So I love that. So that's a three times a week routine. I write on Fridays. I do business bookkeeping and, and talk to my executive assistant, my team on Monday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays is really for my speaking and coaching and, gotcha. and other work. So that in general, and then weekends, I'm usually working some on the weekends but then I spend time with my two teenage daughters and we go for great walks or nice. family stuff. We're heading out to finally see some live music this weekend. I'm oh, so yes. excited. What are you going to see? Who are you going to see? I'm excited. This is, uh, this is a classical concert. A friend of mine is an amazing classical pianist and, oh, he, nice. and a friend, an amazing bass baritone are doing a concert tomorrow night in San Francisco. Oh, wow. So awesome. I'm headed, headed to Berkeley tomorrow and for four nights and seeing friends. And that's partly how I've gotten through the pandemic is, going back and forth to my old hood in Berkeley and um, doing some writing retreats because I, I love my kids, but I can't focus when I'm here on really long form articles like for Harvard Business Review and Fast Company and the book. Right. It was really nice to just like get in a car, have a long drive, some phone time with great friends. Yes. You know, I love a good road trip. So Berkeley yeah. Marina is a beautiful marina. I love yeah. that walk in there. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful uh beautiful area if you can go back in there there's a little we always say the double tree uh back in the day exactly i totally know where you're talking but about that little walk space right there and you can yeah. just sit on a park bench and just check everything out and it's uh it's a kite festival there's like all kinds of stuff yeah i lived there for 22 years before coming out here from one of my last executive jobs and so i love going back yeah it's beautiful not too far away for, uh, for you too as well so it's a good little escape is there a skill you're trying to master or get better at yeah, being less of a perfectionist. Got you. Just get it done. Yeah, it's 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 always going to be there, I think. But like catching myself and shooting for eighty percent is usually my challenge. Got you. Yeah, I mean, I as someone that always just gets things done, guys, and half the time and most of the time it is not perfect. From when I started my business to when I started my sports car, everything I've ever done, the the shows, everything, my life, family. Uh, Part of it for me is pushing that button and getting it done. And because when you do that, you just build, you get better. Nothing in life is perfect, y'all. Uh, but obviously, Amy, it's something that we're all working with. You know, I think everyone has that level. I think that the sad ones are the ones that, that let it completely limit you. Obviously, you're doing podcast shows. You got a lot of things in the cooker. So uh, 
shout out to you for shooting for that 80%. I, I like it. <laughs> Thanks. Do you have a, uh, a favorite app or a tool that either helps you with business or helps you with coaching clients? Yeah. Let's see. For, for just running my business, I've really gotten into ClickUp. ClickUp. Tell us about that. ClickUp. Yeah. More and more great things about ClickUp. One of, one of my executive assistant got me into it in February. We realized like Google Spreadsheets was getting a little unwieldy and, and not smart right. in terms of the tech, right? And, um, and doesn't give you the push that mm. some of the other apps do. And so once you get used to it, it took, you know, it's like all technology takes a bit of monkeying around with it to like set it up and investing right. and some pain and stupid mistakes and whatever. But then absolutely, so four to six weeks, but now I can't imagine living without it. My admin loves it. Mm. Um, we, we have everything kind of there. Your podcast was on there, like knowing, Oh, send Travis this. Now it's time to do that. Like it sends me a, the best part about it, which is genius that I love is um, if I input all the data properly, um, it then every morning sends me a to-do list of what's overdue, what's due today, oh, and what's nice. coming up. And it's just a scan of like 10 things. Right. Because I try to keep it simple. Right. And my admin gets that too. And we can add notes and share virtually. So at any time, it's a shared system to know what we're working on and what we should be working on. And I can easily reprioritize because stuff shuffles, you know? So that's been great. That's awesome. Click up. We'll have to check that one out too. I love new technology. It's amazing uh, to have new technology and try it. And like you said, there's a little frustration sometimes, guys. There's a little learning curve on anything. The ramp up, right? It's a ramp, ramp up. up. Yeah, it's learning something. You're learning something new. Uh, but once you get it dialed in, and if it's right for you, sometimes it's not right for you. But if it's totally. right for you, you got to embrace it because it makes life that much easier. Uh, why not? I always say, why not? Uh, if you could sit down uh, for a chicken or steak dinner, depending on the mood, with anyone in the world, who would you want to sit down with uh, tonight? God, that's a great question. I, I assume they have to be alive. They don't actually, but we, uh, we've had every single type of guest you can imagine. I'd be I'd be interested in seeing uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg again, Ooh, yes. whom I had the privilege of meeting once wow. when I was when I was at Georgetown Law, and she came in wow. to visit to visit one of my classes along with then uh, Supreme Court Justice William Brennan. Oh, I'm staring. You like your signature? I'm staring at a signed Declaration of Independence from Ooh. Justice Justice Brennan. I didn't think enough at the time to get Ruth's signature on it candidly because she wasn't as famous then, Got but she you. was fantastic. And she and my teacher and Brennan had brought a lot of the Title VII uh, gender rights cases in the 70s, oh, some pretty wow. seminal stuff for women workers. Right. It be became really important. So that that's who I'd, I'd love to awesome. talk to her about, like, looking back, what does she think? I'm so curious about like whether she thinks she should have retired earlier because all mm, of the, all the brouhaha, the right, stuff. over who got to be appointed yes. and stuff. So that would be really interesting. And I love her personality too. She seems she had a little witty, uh, feisty personality in there. Oh, she did. She's smart. You could see that. And as you know, she was fair. She was BFFs with, you know, Scalia, who right. couldn't be further from her on the political spectrum. So I admire her also, Travis, because she emulates what I coach for in my work as well, which is we may disagree 
and we've, we live on the same planet or same company, and we've got to figure out how to work it out and how to come to a solution and work together. So we can respect each other. We need to respect each other's Absolutely. rights to a different opinion. Absolutely. And we got to get through this together. So she did that, you know, beautifully right. in one of the top jobs in the world, really. Crazy. You know, too, like crazy. and she's yeah. funny as hell. She's, she's so funny, and she's a pistol, and she had a great marriage, Marty Ginsburg was a professor at Georgetown. He was fantastic as well. Got to meet him a few times. And the other thing is she loves opera and I love opera and I'd love to talk to her about opera. And that's how she and Scalia also hooked up because he's an insane opera fan. So for all those reasons. Yeah, I think those are the things to always remind ourselves of is our commonalities outside of our differences. We all like to drink water. I hope you guys like to drink water. I like to put a little liquid IV in mine. Some people don't like water, but water keeps you alive. Uh, certain things we got in common, uh, you know, in life. And so I always try to remind myself of that too. Uh, no matter where you're at, you know, it, it, we all got things in common. We all got things in common and, and many differences, but that shit ain't doesn't matter at the end of the day. If you don't drink water, if you ain't drinking water, you ain't going to be alive in a week. So, so let's start with that one and go up. There's many other things we got in common. And, uh, you know, I think that's a, the, the great reminder uh, because water is a precious a thing. Many people across. Well, and we know that being in a drought because you and I are both in California. Yeah, so we can- absolutely. That, and then also you think of like all these kids in different places that they got to get <sighs> water and fight to get water just to stay alive. And we just get it right out of a tap here. The reminders. Um, has there been a book that has changed your life uh, or something you either reread or you kind of just sticks to your soul? There, there's a great one by Clayton Christensen that is around basically, you know, when, when you're looking back at the end of your life, will you, will you be content? Mm. And I've, I read it a long time ago. I'm getting the title slightly wrong, but search his name, Clayton Christensen. He recently passed oh, away. He's a great, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm okay. One of the, one of the greatest professors and he did what a lot of business people don't do well. I think remarkably well, he merged the leadership of great organizations and companies with the personal, Mm. with, with personally, spiritually, mentally, like everything, like, you know, what should you be doing now to be happy on your deathbed, frankly, not to be morbid, but just to get down right to get right to it. I mean, like, you know, think backwards, right? So true. What do you need to be doing today to feel like, you know, I had a good life. It's so true. And and a lot of it is staying in the moment, y'all staying in that moment. It really, it keeps you in reminder that we can't live in a second further or back stay in the moment and, and be grateful. I mean, it's so great. So many things. Where is your favorite place for people to learn about uh, the coaching? If someone feels the resonative, they'll feel just uh, gravitated to learn more about you. Talk to us about it. Where's your favorite place to, yeah. to send them online? Come on my website, barnardbond.com without gotcha. the hyphen. I just tried to make it easy for typing, even though I do have a hyphen in my name, but website right. doesn't. So barnardbond.com and I'm in all the places, Travis. I'm on LinkedIn a lot. That's my go-to professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but I really like LinkedIn the most. I find the conversations are the most substantive and helpful. Absolutely. And then I have a newsletter um, and I have a ton of free leadership resources on my website for people. It's under the word resources. And I've got this, this book, which I hope will be helpful to people. I have a free assessment, the promotability index people can get by texting the word promote me 
all one word, promote, promote me. me. Promote me. Exactly. To 22444 and you will immediately get it. It's beautifully designed for mobile. Oh, I like that. People say they have it, find it fun and insightful and like triggers their thinking around what they could do. So that's fun. And then if you really like that, the guidebook will, will if you want to go further with it, Thank you can you do that. And um, yeah, I love podcasts like yours. You've been an amazing host. And so I, I publish, I, you will be published on my website, Travis. Woo! Let's go. Let's go. Um, along with all my other writing, my, my Harvard business review writing, fast company, compliance review, other, other stuff. So truly amazing, Amy, your life and what you are building for yourself, as well as obviously, like I always tell all our entrepreneurs and coaches and, and guests is that the world is full of abundance. So, uh, everything that you want and desire, uh, you know, will be coming true and uh, continue working at that 80%. Continue pushing yourself beyond belief because you are an incredible soul and energy. Folks, you've been hanging out with Miss Amy Barnard Barn and Travis Tutal and Huff. We want to thank you so much for your time today and let's keep being well. What another epic episode and uh if you enjoyed the episode today can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast the be real show on itunes or your favorite podcast platform and also take a little time today if you don't mind and give your boy t huff a review i would really super appreciate it and thank you so much for listening today we're all going through a lot right now and real-time outsource my business is giving back to local and small businesses Through our social media services and campaigns, we are actually helping small businesses get more exposure during these times and also when we get through these times. At the end of the day, we don't know how long this is all gonna last, but most importantly, you gotta think about your business right now. Take it seriously. So come check us out at realtimeoutsource.com, realtimeoutsource.com, and we would love for you to qualify and get the process started where we can take a look at your business and see if we can qualify you for some of our services. Um, at uh, little to no cost for most of the businesses. And, uh, and, and some businesses, you know, you're going to have to pay, but that's just part of life, right? But most importantly is that I think this is the time, folks, that you can actually help thrive in your business. And so I would love to help you personally with our team. We're all going through a tough time right now. So take advantage of us, realtimeoutsource.com. Check us out, and we would love to do some business with you and help you with your social and digital media in 2020 and beyond.